The Zamzo's Garden Show is sponsored by Zamzo's. The views, opinions, and advice offered by the show's hosts do not necessarily reflect those of KBOI or its parent company, Cumulus Media. KBOI makes no representations as to the accuracy of the information expressed and shall not be responsible or liable for any claims arising out of the use of or reliance upon any such information. What kind of seeds are you sowing? Why is it so green where you're from? It must be Zamzo's growing in your yard, garden, or barn. You've done it right, you see. Talk 670 KBOI. It's the Nobody Knows Like Zamzo's Garden Show on News Talk 670 KBOI. To be a part of the show, call now, 1-800-529-KBOI or 336-3700. It's the Nobody Knows Like Zamzo's Garden Show on the Big 670 KBOI. How's it going, everybody? This is the Zamzo's Garden Show, and I am so excited to be in studio today um, for a number of reasons. One of them is that we get to have guests uh, or a co-host in studio again, and uh, we have Matt Maston back in studio. Matt, thanks for coming down and hanging out with me today. Anytime, sir. I know it's anytime. I ask you a lot um, because okay. I like I like having you on. Well, because I'm the closest. Yeah, and you're, and you're the <laughs> one of the closest. Yes, um, but uh, I got we got a few things we we're going to talk about today, um, and it was just a it was just a gorgeous day. I mean, actually, it was a pretty really nice week. Well, um, it, it looks like spring. I know, right? It doesn't and, feel like spring, but yeah. it looks like spring. I mean, well, I mean, it was up up close to the end of the 50s uh, earlier this week, mm-hmm. at least at, for one day. It wasn't this morning. I'd it'd be interested to see where we get um, today. But there's, uh, it's, it's, this is kind of one of these things Idaho likes to do to us where it, uh, you know, in the middle of February, it's like, remember this? Yep, and then yeah, and then it's gonna probably snow. Um, (laughs) (laughs) It is supposed to rain, I think, on Monday, and that'll turn into ice. Yeah, well, and we yeah, and we need that. We actually need that rain because it's been very dry um, for a while. I think we're going on close to a month or more without any real after uh, after the snow dumps a couple weeks in a row. Yeah, so um, that uh, that moisture will be uh, well. Uh, received absolutely we can't get too moist <laughs> yeah uh, we always need more so um a couple of things to talk about today i uh listen we have the um we have a few things coming up uh, we have our seed starting classes going to show up uh be at all 13 locations uh that's going to be next saturday uh from 10 to 11 mm-hmm. um so and that's a free class so if you are interested in seed starting or you want a refresher or you're just brand new to it um this is a great that's a great class a great opportunity it's free you just get just get to show it's, up it's been a while since we've been able to do a in-store class it has yeah it's so been, it'll be nice to uh you know kind of talk to people and yeah. kind of get everybody as a group right it's always nice to hear I think people are afraid sometimes to ask questions one-on-one. But when you get the group and you realize that other people have as many questions as you do, just kind of build some camaraderie. 
Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, yeah, and you just get to talk to different people right. and, and learn some new things. And so, and that's a blast. So we got that happening. Um, we will also have, this would be a little bit different for us. I, I've mentioned it a few times now. We have our seed starting workshop. Um, so this is actually a separate class. Um, which will be on the same day. So it is next Saturday, but you do have to reserve a spot for that workshop because right. it is a limited to 50 people, I believe. And um, latest count is there's 21. So it's almost halfway full, which is awesome. Um, but it is a paid class. So you do have to pay $20, but you're going to get over $30 in seed starting supplies well, and it comes with it's taught by chris Owens, right and chris that's invaluable right yeah you can't put a price tag on that one right um but chris is going to show you how to start your seeds and and just do it and um you're going to have a professional show you how to you, get you that come going. to see me for the theoretical <laughs> for chris for the actual um and then uh the other thing we have in a couple weeks we'll have our chicken class and so mm -hmm. we're kind of getting back to those in-person classes and that will be on the 26th again at all 13 stores Are you guys gonna have chickens in by then we are okay. and that's that's always a fun class too just because i feel like the seed starting is that's like a grown-up class you know we have a lot of people there they're like oh i want to grow my own vegetables yeah. and i see the appeal of it but the chick starting class, we get a lot of, you know, we get some youngsters in. Yeah. Trying to, you know, learn a little bit about their new family members. Right, exactly. So that's going to be good. 26 again at all 13 stores. So keep an eye out for that. Um, it looks like we already got a phone call. So let's go ahead because it looks like um, David is putting in a lot of effort to call today. David is from California and uh, has a question about uh, drought plants. David, how's it going? How can I help you today? Well, honey, yeah, I, uh, you were talking about it being a nice day. Well, it's pretty nice down here in San Francisco, but <laughs> that's actually, that's kind of a bad thing for middle of February. Yeah. Uh, you know, we should have some real winter, and uh, apparently we got virtually no uh, rainfall, no snow for uh, for the month of January up to today. Yeah. And so it looks like the snowpack is melting down in the southern part of the state, uh, they're up in the 80s today. Yesterday it was close to 90, so their snowpack in the mountain is losing already. And uh, I think, doesn't Idaho pretty well rely on uh, snowpack as well? Uh, yes, it's a big deal. And we had a we had a hard time with it last year because we um, it got so hot so quickly and we had very little rain in the spring. We've been pretty, I think, um, our snowpack, and actually our snowpack last year was as expected um mm -hmm. but then we basically had no rain through the spring so um right. you know you you folks in california have been dealing with it for a long time longer than we usually deal with it um but i'm absolutely with you i like people will uh don't like the rain i absolutely love rain and it's because of that reason it's because it it's so crucial to this i mean not just the hobby that we have Mm -hmm. And, you know, are growing our own food and doing these things. But it's, you know, it's crucial to our food supply. So, yeah, well, that's exactly the point, because California, you know, in previous decades, California was approximately one third of America's uh, produce. Yeah. And uh, and these uh, for the last, at least 10 years, uh, the snowpack has been melting so early. Uh, one year it was all gone by January. Yeah. And there have been years. I, I used to live in Colorado and saw 14 feet of snow uh, up near Leadville in in middle of August. 
Right. And if if it's all gone by uh, end of January, uh, that means that, uh, you know, all of the irrigation systems start to become useless. And so the idea that, uh, you know, we're going to have to uh, prevent food rises and, you know, food problems by having uh, community gardens, uh, you know, people putting in side gardens, uh, even window boxes probably could help. So if you've got some listeners that, uh, uh, you know, need to self-quarantine this year, there's no no better way to self-quarantine than having a garden. Absolutely. yeah, so looking at uh, whether it's going to be a drought year or whether it's just uh, saving a few bucks, uh, you know, you may save 50 bucks, you may save $1,000 by having a garden. So Yeah. No, it, it feels like it's becoming increasingly important, and I think us here at Zamzo's uh, have felt that as well. Um, it is... Uh, I mean, it's. I mean, it's. It's really the reason Zamzos exists. Mm-hmm. Well, <laughs> is I mean, that is that home garden that you know where when things were tough, that's what the Zamzo family did. They mm-hmm. relied on their their garden and their home in. stuff, and yeah, dug they did and that. Went and for it. That's kind of the philosophy of of Zamzos. Well, and to touch on what you were telling Nolan about how like you know some people don't like the rain, you know I think that sometimes we need to make sure that we're understanding the entire cycle of what and what everything the purpose of everything you know um i use the i think of the example of like the idea or the per you know the perception of bees has changed Mm -hmm. recently where people are realizing how important they are to the cycle of food development right and pollination and it's it it takes those unfortunately it takes those moments where we have to like it's it's right in our face mm-hmm. and we're conf- confronted with it immediately. Like there's, we had serious issues with water last year and we mm-hmm. talked about it a ton, um, on the show. And it's, it, I, you know, it's, it's unfortunate that it takes that moment right. for us to realize that it's really important well, because then, so. then it becomes, it become, everybody can empathize and associate right. with it because yeah. they've dealt with it. Yeah. It's not some you know, far saw- distance. Oh, I, yeah, I, I saw a video on uh, on YouTube about how fast the Sahara went uh, to become a desert. That apparently thousands of years ago it was it was green. They had a, a lake in there that was as big as one of the Great Lakes, and they had a river that ran east and west. Uh, it, it just it was a very flourishing, uh, verdant land. But it for apparently it just took about a hundred years before it became a desert. And when you start looking at this issue of uh, uh, you know topsoil loss uh, with as many uh, with the fast melt, we're ending up with huge floods, which yeah. are sending yeah. the uh, topsoil into the Gulf of Mexico, which becomes uh, you know stagnant with all that topsoil. It becomes stagnant, sending hot weather or yeah hot hot air into uh, more hurricanes, and then causing more. Uh, more erosion exactly yeah hey david i i actually have to go to a break i really appreciate your call um and it is a lot it's a it's a lot of food for thought it's a lot of stuff to think about and a lot of stuff i'm i'm really happy to have the dialogue um but i do have to go to a break if you want to be a part of the show i'd love to talk to you you can do that at 208-336-3700 or 1-800-529-kby we'll be right back after a quick break the Zamzo's Garden Show will be back right here on News Talk 670 KBOI. 
Hi, this is Callie Zamzo, and if you're looking for a unique and special gift for your Valentine this year, why not give the gift of green, a beautiful houseplant from Zamzo's. And if you're worried about finding just the right plant for your sweetheart, well, not to worry. All 13 Zamzos have greatly expanded our selection and variety of houseplants, with even more on the way for Valentine's Day. In fact, Zamzos has Boise's biggest and best selection of houseplants, along with the knowledge and expertise you need to keep your plants beautiful and healthy for many years to come. Zamzos also has great gifts for the gardener or pet lover on your list, including garden gloves and needed and appreciated tools like a new pair of pruners that will remind her of you every time she uses them. Or maybe a stylish new bird feeder that not only shows love to your sweetie, but also to the wild birds in your backyard. So whether you want a practical gift that keeps on giving or a unique sentimental gift, give the one you love something they'll love from Zamzos. 13 stores to serve you, including Nampa on North Franklin Boulevard, just east of the freeway. The Ben Shapiro Show, weekdays from 1 to 3 on 670-KBOI. All right, we are back for part two of the Zamzo's Garden Show. I'm your host, Nolan Guthrie. With me today is Matt Mastin from our Federal Way location. And if you'd like to be a part of the show, we'd love to talk to you. Give us a call, 208-336-3700 or 1-800-529-KBOI. we got a few things to talk about. What I want to dig into today, we've kind of been talking about uh, like perennial problems, things that happen on a regular basis in our lawn and our garden and, and things that are tough for us to deal with and really deep diving and trying to like figure out what the root cause of those issues is and, and, and try to fix them. So we're going to talk today about crabgrass and um, the timing issue with reseeding because it's always a difficult conversation because it's not like real cut and dry exactly how to do that. So we're going to get into that here in just a moment. But first, let's go to Paul in Cuno who's been waiting on the line patiently. Paul, how's it going? How can I help you today? Uh, good. It kind of goes on with the crabgrass a little, I guess, but my problem is how to get rid of all these little dandelions that are popping up in my beautiful lawn. Dandelions are, they are certainly perennial. Well, they're technically they're biennial. Biennial. They come, they live for two years. So, um, you know, the, there's a couple of different ways, really easy ways to get rid of them. Um, I think the first easiest thing to do is just not care anymore. Right. Um, <laughs> but, <laughs> but a lot of people don't like that answer. So, um, it's usually the, my motto in life. Yeah. Right. <laughs> just, um, but the first thing I like to think about, um, like first, I, I don't like to spray early. Um, because a lot of bees do like dandelions. They do bloom. They're an early bloomer and a lot of your bees will get, like to eat them or, you know, collect that early pollen. So I like to leave them for a little while if they're blooming uh, or I actually try not to spray if they are in flower. Um, and then a little bit later was I see the, as I know where those plants are, I just like to use our ultra, um, weed control. Um, it's a spray. You just go around and spot spray them. I really think spot spraying is the way to go. Um, because you're going to use a lot less of the chemical and it's going to be much more effective. The other things you just want to remember is that uh, feeding properly and watering properly and reseeding every now and then, all of those things help tremendously crowd out the dandelions and prevent them from being able to get large and, and, and take over. We always say that weeds are a symptom. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, if your lawn, nothing outgrows turf grass. Right. So if your grass is growing healthy and it's properly watered and properly fertilized, you will have minimal weed issues. 
Absolutely. That's true. Thank you. All right. Thanks for the call, Paul. We appreciate it. And uh, good luck with the Dandelions this year. We got another phone call uh, from Jeff in Nampa. Jeff, how's it going? How can we help you today? Thank you. Primroses. I'm going to set a few on uh, gravestones today. Are they going to freeze on me? They they will freeze, but primroses are actually pretty tough. As long as they're watered, they'll actually be able to freeze, uh, handle a freeze, and um, and and come and and keep going. Um, so you, you're okay. I, I think we've gotten primrose. Have, I think I saw some primroses at Franklin yesterday. Did you guys yeah, get some? In yeah, that? yeah, we do have some uh, primrose yeah, yeah, that have come in. We've got some ranunculus. We got a, a few. Yeah. Yeah, that's what I got, and I'm going to set them out, and I'll water them every day. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Until Valentine's Day. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Just make sure you water them. Keep them watered. That's the biggest thing. If they dry out and they can't replenish, um, then then they can they'll they'll freeze and and usually not bounce back. But but typically a little bit of you know some freeze right now. As long as they got some water to them, um, they'll jump right back. You should be should have no problem. Thank you very much. Absolutely. Thank you for the call, Jeff. I appreciate it. And uh, uh, let's see. So we got to, let's see, what were, what were, we were going to talk about something, right? Crabgrass preventer. Crabgrass preventer. That's right. Okay. So if, uh, let's get into that. Um, in the meantime, also, if you want to be a part of the show, please give us a call. 208-336-3700 or 1-800-529-KBOI. So I wanted to talk about crabgrass and the timing of reseeding because it was actually someone on our Facebook group asked um, as I was uh, sitting out in my truck waiting for the show to start. Um, I was just kind of thumbing through Facebook and I noticed, oh, hey, there's a question. I should you answer could, you that. Could say you, were wait, you were waiting for me to show up. I was waiting for Matt to show up. Um, and... Uh, you know, it's part of my job is to answer those questions. Um, so I got into it, and it, you know, I, it's one of those. It's honestly one of those questions that, like, I I don't like to type out the answer because mm-hmm. I can't really express everything very well. So a lot of times, um, and I might end up doing this on Monday for the group, is make a little video and talk about it. But um, I thought, you know what, this is a great opportunity. Let's talk about it today because, um, you know, I had a, a few other things, but you know, we can always talk about. Those I, I do. Next week. I do want to throw this out there before we go crazy and do it is it oftentimes you're going to hear us say crabgrass prevention or our crabgrass preventer but it's really about almost any weed that we're talking about preventing yeah because the process is very similar and the products are similar to prevent any kind of weed crabgrass gets the bad rap that everything everybody every weed that pops up people go it's crabgrass <laughs> everything that's not a dandelion right exactly is, <laughs> is crabgrass so um and then and that's probably a great place to start actually is what is the difference between a preventer and um you know something like you would spray on later because there's two different types of the, I mean, weed killers or preventers are kind of like the two classifications, roughly, mm-hmm. for uh, weed control. So a preventer um, is very specific to the seed. It's going to prevent the seed. It's called a pre-emergent, or uh, it, it stops the emergence of the seed, mm-hmm. right? So um, if it's already there, if you it's growing and it's doing its thing, a pre-emergent or a preventer will not do anything to it. Mm-hmm. Um, those are where you use what's called a post-emergent control, meaning it's post-emergent. It's already come in. So that's a good distinction. That's something to remember as you're looking at your lawn 
as we you know get warm up, if you see the weed, it's too late for a preventer. Right. Well, for that in that spot, for that specific plant. for that, yes, exactly. Like, now you can always go for things <clears throat> that are going to seed. Right. So um, let's first kind of get into um, crabgrass, what it is, its life cycle, and the timing for prevention on crabgrass, because I think that's a great place to start. Mm-hmm. So crabgrass is an annual grass um, that's very common in lawns all over the place. In fact, some places like in the South actually like crabgrass um, because it's very hardy. Um, it doesn't require a lot of water. It grows very quickly. And some people, that's what they like. Mm-hmm. And in warmer climates, um, it's actually grown. It's not really a turf grass, but they don't really grow turf quite the same way that we do up here. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, it's quite a bit different. Actually, is it interesting? what kind of lawn did you guys have growing up in California, Matt? Do um, you remember? I don't, mainly because it just grew. Yeah, it just <laughs> did its thing. It, it is something that I had to... Uh, reevaluate and learn you know is that you know in we it, things just grew in in yeah so especially southern california is just things grew yeah and with very little do you remember it turning brown at any time um when we stopped taking care of it <laughs> <laughs> well so like um like your warm season grasses like your uh, bermudas right. your zoysias those ones they yeah. tend to go dormant in the cooler part of the year mm-hmm. and i mean southern california um, it probably was, it was it was fairly green consistently throughout the year yeah and um yeah it's always interesting i i'm always fascinated by like how they take care of southern lawns it's just it's mm-hmm. a completely different process um and one that i've never like done so um, okay, so that was a nice little segue, little trip down memory lane into Matt's life. Uh, but we're going to get into more crabgrass talk. You ratted me out. That's what you did. <laughs> well, I didn't mean to. You've ratted yourself out I on did. that. Anyway, all right. Hey, if you want to be a part of the show, give us a call, 208-336-3700 or 1-800-529-KBOI. We'll be right back. The Zamzo's Garden Show will be back right here on News Talk 670-KBOI. Hi, this is Josh Samzo, and buy your produce at the grocery store, but buy your garden seeds at Samzo's. It's true, garden seed racks are popping up all over the valley, from grocery to discount stores. But Idaho's largest and best selection of garden seeds and seed starting supplies is now in at Samzo's. So why wait or worry about supply chain issues when the seeds you need are available right now, right around the corner at Samzo's? This year, we're welcoming back our premier local seed supplier, Snake River Seeds. We also have a huge selection of Livingston seeds and our own Zamzo's brand seeds in many popular varieties. What's more, we also carry seed starting supplies like heat mats, seed trays, and the right seed starting mix you need to avoid dampening off. So buy your produce at the grocery store, but buy your garden supplies from the stores that have been helping folks grow their own food for almost 90 years. Zamzo's, 13 stores to serve you, including Fairview between Curtis and Cole. Nobody knows like Zamzo's. Broadcasting from the Empire Title Studios, we are News Talk KBOI. All right, we are back. What is this, part three? Part three, the Zamzo's Garden Show. I'm your host, Nolan Guthrie. Today with me is Matt Maston from our Federal Way location. Matt, thank you so much for being here, man. I appreciate getting to hang out with you. Uh, we're going to talk about some crabgrass now mm. um, because it's delicious. Actually, I've never, I'll bet it's bitter. What do you think? 
Um, probably better with butter. <laughs> better with butter. That goes for a lot of things. All right, so let's get into this the crabgrass situation. So crabgrass is an uh, as we were talking about is an annual, which means every year it dies and it comes back from seed every year. So that's one of like kind of the first misconception is like a lot of people uh, like kind of like you said, Matt. You know, they crabgrass kind of gets labeled a lot of different things. But if you're seeing that grass in the lawn right now, then it's not going to be crabgrass. So you, it's going to, that's going to be a perennial, something that sticks around. Now, crabgrass dies the first frost and it starts to germinate. So those seeds that stuck around or are sticking around are going to start germinating. Usually when the soil temperatures are starting to reach about like 43, 45 degrees, which is a little bit later than we are consistently like 45, 50 degrees, like air temperature. Mm-hmm. Um, and we typically like, we'll say watch for the forsythia and the forsythia is a good indicator. It's actually usually a little bit late um, for when the crabgrass is actually starting to germinate. It usually germinates a little bit before that. But what's nice with the preventer is you've actually got a pretty good window of time where you can put that down. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people put it down early because it won't start to break down and work until the soil temperature hits that anyway. Yeah, and and it's going to last for a while mm-hmm. in that soil. So you've got that time for, uh, you know, it's, it's just got some leeway. Right, well, it also, the only issue with putting it down early and waiting for it to activate itself is that you lose a little bit of specific like being specific with your 90-day window of prevention right yeah so yeah because you put it on too early you might yeah you might you're going to miss it on some of those tail end of things Mm -hmm. um so you want to you i i really don't like to put crabgrass preventer on any earlier than like mid-march um but you know it can always change if it's 90 degrees in march Mm -hmm. which I, I hope that never happens. Yeah. Um, then you probably should get it down earlier. But mm-hmm. um, but for the most part, mid March seems to be a good time frame for putting down that crabgrass preventer. Mm-hmm. Um, I think a lot of people like try to get it down like now, um, and it's just too early. Nope. You know, there's nothing. Nothing's happening, and that's again where the you know these sunny days kind of trick us into thinking that it's time to start doing stuff, and it's. We still got time. We still well, and, got time. You, and, you know, I think it's important that you also, that you mentioned, it's not the air temperature. It's not the ambient air temperature. It's the right. soil temperature. Right. That and that's, that's very different. So, um, so that's the first step. Now, with that timing, the, the question almost always comes up, how, you know, when can I put on the grass seed? So if we take those two things separately, let's just take the grass seed and away from the crabgrass preventer part and just talk about grass seed. Um Personally, I don't like to recommend putting grass seed down until about mid-April. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and that's kind of been just my rule of thumb. A lot of people put it down a lot earlier, and it's totally fine. Um, what are your? What do you typically recommend for that, Matt? I usually wait. I tell people not to put anything down before April. Um, it's And that's the difficult part, too, is we're talking about the preventers and the crabgrass preventers, is that, and you're talking about how it, Prevents the seed from germinating. Right. It's non-discriminatory. That exactly. means it will stop your grass seeds from germinating too. So it becomes this balancing act that we try to play with. So I used to I like to do early April, like you're mentioning, because that gives you, you know, three, four weeks of germination that you can still put down your preventer in May. Right. And and cover most of your season. Exactly. And I always think I always feel like 
um, the most important part is to have the grass be full, right? right? You want the lawn to be full mm-hmm. of grass because then that um, prevents a lot of your other things. It'll, it slows, cho- it'll, it'll choke out some of those weeds. It slows down. Yeah, it slows down those other mm-hmm. things that are going to show up. And and I don't like to put off the thing that's ultimately the best because something else might happen. Absolutely. So, so – uh, putting your seed down in mid-April um, or early April, um, usually you're looking at about a three to four week germination time, puts you in around the first part of May that grass seed's coming in. Um, and then you can you got to wait till you've mowed the lawn two times. So that's usually putting you like mid-May and you can put your crabgrass preventer down. You still have a good amount of prevention then. Um, and that pre- that actually that product actually will... Um, control post-emergent. Mm-hmm. So it will actually control it for an even longer amount of time. So that's I, I that's kind of where I go with it. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think there's different situations. You know, everybody's lawn is going to have a slightly different uh, situation, something mm-hmm. that's happening. Well, and you have to remember, like some people, like when we, when we talk about grass seed, the questions you have to ask yourself is, are you replanting spots? Yeah. Are you overseeding everything? Right. Because if you're just doing spots, you can. I know a lot of people that have just, you know, you take a piece of cardboard and cover up that spot mm-hmm. that you're going to reseed. Put your pre-emergent down everywhere else, right? So that you can still grow in that area, or, or yeah, or use a drop spreader, mm-hmm. um, just so you have a little bit more control for it. Um, and yeah, and that's totally except like you can totally do that sort of thing. It's just, um, it's just you. It creates a little bit more of a work because you have to cover this and yeah uncover and be a little bit more exact instead of just broadcasting over the entire thing. Right, exactly. So, yeah, you just got you just got to pay a little more attention to it and do a little bit of extra stuff. Um, but that'll totally work out. So, like you said, yeah, if you've got if you're filling in spots, if you want to overseed the entire lawn, you can even do that later. Like you mm-hmm. can put that on, you know, you can put that back uh closer to if you know you do your your pre-emergent, say in March, you're looking at March, April. It's kind of running its course through May, mm-hmm. and that's you can put your start your seed in May as well. Mm-hmm. Um, I tend to like to want that grass to get in as early as I can, right. or not as early as I can, but you know, filling in earlier. Um, but even if you put the seed down earlier, it's still not really going to do much until right. the end of April, first part of May, because um, it's just not warm enough. Right. Um, it's not not warm enough for that grass. So if warm you ever see me out in the grass. lawn with a blow dryer, <laughs> that's what you're doing. You're getting your seed to germinate. I want this spot to grow faster. <laughs> you might be onto something there. We got lawn blow dryers uh, now at Zamzos. <laughs> it's, it's from Lawn Air. <laughs> What a great idea. All right. Hey, if you want to be a part of the show, you can do that at 208. Give us a call, 208-336-3700 or 1-800-529-KBOI. Looks like we have uh, Doug in uh, on the line. Doug, how's it going? How can we help you today? I'm good. Oh, yeah. So you well, you emailed me the pictures, and yes. I did look at them. I did not email you back because I knew I was going to okay. talk to you. Um, All right. But you've got... Instinct. <clears throat> Yeah. <laughs> um, so it's it's really interesting. I actually had um, Chris Owings. No, no, it was um, Ann um, over at Franklin uh, showed me a showed uh, Chris and I a picture of um, I think it might have been a cottonwood, um, and it had 
you, you know, she, it was actually two different days. One day, com- tree looked completely normal. Next day was just covered in that that flux that you're seeing on your tree. And, and that's really kind of really all that's happening. I think you're just getting some cracking and it's, um, and it's just, uh, it's just weeping. You're just getting some sap movement. I don't think, mm-hmm. um, were you, I, I'm trying to remember, uh, if we, other than some chlorosis, have you had any other issues with the leaves on that, your maple? Not that I can recall. Yeah, I can't remember talking about it with you in I the past. Have so. that, um, I did have that liquid running down before, and your addition to it was save it, and I can put some sugar in it. I have maple <laughs> syrup. <laughs> That's right. Um, yeah. Um, yeah, I think you're just getting some, some sap we're, flow. We're on our way with waffles. <laughs> <laughs> I think you're just getting some sap flow. I think, um, you know, I, I, as far as I recall, everything else about that tree has been pretty healthy. Um, and I think you just kind of keep going with it. And um, I, I don't think there's any anything seriously wrong with it. Um, you know, this is trees, plants, they do they do weird things sometimes. It's mm. like, why did my it's it? This is a weird analogy, but it's like, why did my dog want to eat that? Um, mm. You know, it's they, they just do weird things sometimes. Sometimes I get a random pain in my elbow. Yeah, mm. is that? <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Yeah, we, we don't want to talk about what the dog is doing. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, we don't want to, yeah, we, this is a rabbit hole we don't want to chase. Um, but, but, yeah, you're right. On those cracks, does that mean that I'm not watering in the tree enough? So no. It's to dry out? No, no. I mean, maple trees, as they get older, will tend to have some sort of crackly bark. Um and it, it can just be age. It can be, um, you know, it might be sun exposure. It might be, you know, a handful of different things. But for the most part, I think you're doing a great job on it. And um, the only thing, you know, what you might try, I don't know if you've done this, is maybe try some of the chicken soup for the soil on it this year. See if you can't, because um, you don't want it to grow too fast. Um, uh, but you do want it to have enough to put on a good canopy so it can shade everything. That's one of the purposes of mm-hmm. that canopy is to keep the shade, the trunk and everything shaded. So um, so maybe consider doing that, switching that up a little bit this year. Okay, and I, they'll, they'll tell me exactly how to use it. Yeah, it's, it's pretty similar to It's similar to, to thrive. thrive. You're just using a half cup instead of a full cup. All right, thanks for the call, Doug. We appreciate it. We're going to come back for one more segment here in the Zamzo's Garden Show. Paul and Boise, stay on the line. We will come back and talk to you here right after the break. The Zamzo's Garden Show will be back right here on News Talk 670 KBOI. Hi, this is Callie Zamzo. And did you know that 80% of dogs and 70% of cats begin to show signs of oral disease by age three? That's why all 13 Zamzo stores carry a full line of pet dental products designed to freshen breath, clean teeth, and even prevent plaque and tartar. A good place to start is with our new Triple Flex toothbrush that cleans three times faster. And when brushing your pet's teeth, believe me, faster is better. And as an alternative to brushing, Zamzo's also carries Fresh Breath Oral Care Foam. Just spray it directly onto teeth and gums to freshen your dog's breath and clean their teeth with no brushing. 
And to keep your dog and cat's breath fresh and clean up to 12 hours, use fresh breath water additive with green tea and glucosamine. So if you have a dog or cat, protect them from oral disease with innovative dental products from Zamzos. 13 stores to serve you, including two in Nampa, across from Karcher Mall, and on Franklin Boulevard, just south of the freeway. Nobody knows like Zamzos. News talk doesn't have to be boring. Weekday mornings at 5, it's Casper and Chris on 670 KBOI. All right, we are back for part four of the Zamzo's Garden Show. I am your host, Nolan Guthrie, and with me today has been Matt Mass, and we were just having a conversation about Matt living in California and playing baseball with lemons. Yes. And uh, that sounds really sticky. Um, I'm sure you guys had a blast, though. Oh, yeah. It reminds me, when we were growing up, we we played uh, with we would have dirt fights. All right, uh, you not, know mud not, mud fights. That doesn't. I mean, that doesn't. I mean, that could be sticky. Also, yeah. So. I mean, it was you know until somebody yeah, and when somebody got finally got clocked with the mud in the face, then you know people cried and we went. We over. swung the we swung the bat with one eye closed, so we didn't get yeah. The that's lemon uh, juice in that's there. funny. Well, and I always like to tell the story. I never knew that rhododendrons bloomed. Um, because we pulled the buds off and we threw them at each other every every year, and uh-huh. it wasn't until I was in college that I like recall seeing a rhododendron bloom. I was like, "Oh my gosh, what, I didn't know they did that." What did we do the, our whole childhood? <laughs> exactly. All right, we got um, Paul in Boise has been waiting on the line patiently. Paul, how's it going? How can I help you today? Good. How are you guys doing? Awesome. Good. Good. Hey, well, this is cold. Are we going to have to spray for aphids, or are we going to be good? Um, you know, I feel like over the years I've found that uh, we will almost always have to probably spray for aphids. Mm-hmm. Um, it ha- you know, it did get colder this year, I think, than we had for a, a number of years. Um, so they might be a little slower to come on, uh, but we'll see aphids. Um, do you have a, a plant in particular that kind of gets hit by them? Yeah, huge plants. Yeah. Any anyone in you know what the name of them are? Some of them you know you can do. I don't know if you've ever tried on like your trees using that uh, tree and shrub systemic um, works really well. Keeps those aphids out of there all year. Mm, they're forty feet tall. Cost me a fortune. Um, actually, you might be surprised. Actually, it won't um, with uh, that systemic. Even a forty foot tree. Um, you probably look at, I mean, it's still probably going to be close to like, you know, maybe a hundred bucks, but a lot less uh, than spraying multiple times. Um, and it's a lot easier because you just pour it right around the base. So it might be something to check out, you know, measure the circumference of the trunk and uh, in inches and uh, stop by one of your stores. Check it out because that stuff, uh, it's not, how much is a, the gallon of tree and shrub? Do you 50, remember, man? 50 bucks. Yeah, so I mean, and that'll do up to um, I was so uh, 120 inches or something. Yeah, so that'll do a 40 inch across tree because circumference is the diameter times three times by roughly. Mm -hmm. But yeah, but I mean, we're always gonna aphids will always be an issue. The cold might like what Nolan references. We're always gonna have them. It just depends on how early they arrive and give birth to the babies that they're born with. Yeah. <clears throat> when, when can I put it down? As soon as the soil thaws out. So usually like, um, 
I would say probably early March. Mm-hmm. Probably going to be the earliest you want to put mm-hmm. it in. Aim for, yeah. I use anything like that. I usually aim for St. Patrick's Day. <coughs> if you can put okay, potatoes in the ground, you can put the <laughs> systemic. <laughs> Yeah. I got it. Thanks right. much. Yeah, thanks for the call, boy. Uh, Paul in Boise. What did I say? Boy. boy. Oh, that's that's not that's rude. Sorry. Sorry, Paul. <laughs> thanks for the call, though. Appreciate it. Um, let's see. We've got a few more minutes left. If you want to try to get in, give us a call, 208-336-3700 or 1-800-529-KBY. Actually, um, you mentioning French fries made me. I, I don't know. Did you plan that? Did you think of that subconsciously? You are going to say, I'm going to mention French fries if I can plan it. I mean, we just kept, saying, put, we just kept saying mid-March, and that's what that means. Right. Is is potato time, pre-fry, pre-fry day. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> February is just... Almost French fries. Almost French fries. Okay, so we were talking about crabgrass and reseeding, kind of the timing of those things, and I think we got into it. Was there anything else you think we really need to cover in that that topic there, Matt? I'm, I'm trying to think if um, we covered everything. Like I said, I mean, um, I think that, you know, you mentioned the biennialness of the dandelions. Yeah. And we, you know, we touched a little bit on the on the bees, and, you know, I I, I like to encourage people, if I can stand on this soapbox real fast <laughs> is to try to leave some dandelions if you can yeah. until other things are blooming. Right. You know, it's, it's really the first thing that bees use to start pollinating and helping us with our food supply. So I'm not saying that you have to have all of them, Yeah, but if you can leave some until something else starts to bloom. Right. And, um, for the people that are new to the area, Nolan mentioned the for Cynthia bush and that is the, the gorgeous yellow that you'll see coming up soon. Yeah, here pretty soon. You're yeah, gonna like you'll, everyone will come. You'll be like, I don't know what that is. Yeah, that golden yellow pollen making thing. Yeah, that's beautiful. That's our forsythias, and it will mm. be a signal of time to do things. Yeah, and that's yeah. It's kind of like the first. Uh, They're gorgeous. Yeah, I, mean, I have is, one. I, mean, I don't. I don't have one um, in my yard, but there's one in my neighbor's yard. Mm-hmm. Um, and it'll almost be, it, oh, it feels like it's almost every time it blooms is a Saturday on my way to the radio show. It's like, I, it just happens. Mm-hmm. Like I realize, oh, Hey, look, there are four Scythias blooming. Mm-hmm. I guess I get to go talk about that today on the radio you know, show. Yeah. Cause we talk, we often talk about like the colors changing in fall yeah. and like we forget that there are some gorgeous color changes that happen in spring too. Yeah. Things get green, things get yellow. All sorts of colors happen. Yes. Um, you know, the other thing I was thinking about with that crabgrass, um, the other thing we can talk about when um, when it comes to that timing is that there are post-emergent controls for crabgrass. Mm-hmm. Um, the and, early, if, and the earlier, the better. Exactly. So you want to, if you have crabgrass or have had it and you don't do the, the pre-emergent and you just go with the seeding, you can be ready, have that crabgrass control in hand or in the garage, and as soon as you start to see them, start to spray because mm-hmm. it's, the smaller that crabgrass is, the easier it is to kill. There is actually a point in time where the sprays will no longer work, and it's kind of like not worth working because they're going to die in a couple mm-hmm. weeks anyway. So keep that in mind. Um, you can't. There's lots of different ways to go about getting rid of crabgrass, and it's really kind of a collection. You kind of have to go with kind of a number of different things. Um, but I really think ultimately, kind of with everything when it comes to like those weedies, the, the weedy things, the pesky things in the lawn, mm-hmm. a lot of times just feeding, watering, reseeding, 
those those three key things will actually take care of a lot of your problems. You'll have to see a lot of that other stuff. Doesn't mean you won't have them, but it'll be a lot easier. Mm-hmm. Okay, we are done for today. Um, I hope you all have a, a fun time watching the Super Bowl. Are you going to actually watch, Matt? I know the Niners aren't in it, but that's all right. I'm 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 excited. Yeah. We, like, what do we say? It's going to be forty-one thirty-eight. And a team will win. Yeah, and a team will win, yeah. <laughs> Somebody will score a touchdown. All right. Uh, this isn't a Super Bowl show, but uh, we're not robots. We like walking. Yeah, we, we, we have interest outside of garden. <laughs> All right. Have a good one, everybody. We appreciate it. We'll talk to you again next week here on the Zamzo's Garden Show. Hi, this is Josh Zamzo, and if you're new to Boise, you probably know that Zamzo's is Idaho's oldest and largest garden store with 13 locations in the Treasure Valley. But what you may not know is that Zamzo's is also Idaho's oldest and largest group of pet stores, and that we formulate our own line of foods for dogs and cats that are superior to national brands. And there's a Zamzo's or Grandma Z's formula for every pet and every budget. Our new line of fundamentals comes in three flavors, chicken, turkey, and whitefish, yet contains no corn, no wheat, no soy, making it ideal for dogs with allergies. But the best of the best is still our super premium Grandma Z's line and our top-selling Idaho trout and potato. For cats, our Grandma Z's dry foods are the best you can buy. And we have a full line of canned cat foods and Idaho's largest selection of cat toys and treats that can keep inside cats happy and entertained during the cold winter months. So for the best in lawn and garden, come to Zamzo's. But for the best pet food and pet supplies, there's also only one place to go, Zamzo's.